Hey everyone. Um, so I am going to talk this week about something that's been on my mind. Um, the anti-vax uh, protests for um, truckers in Ontario. For those of you who um, don't know, um, for the past couple of days, um, some truck drivers are um, protesting outside of our uh, nation's capital on um, the requirements for, you know, cross-border COVID-19 vaccinations. Um, And it's actually just turned into a giant display of uh, white supremacy. So let's talk about it. So I like to consider other people's viewpoints as much as I can. (laughs) Um, But I have to admit that this protest has been very hard. Um, Not, I think, you know, one of the things that people have been constantly saying as things have been unfolding the last few days is that this doesn't represent Canada. And, you know, I know that a large majority of the truck drivers have gotten their vaccines. They've, you know, understood the requirements of their position, the the fact that, you know, we don't have any authority to tell another country what they require for us to go into their country. Um, you know, the logic of that, but, um, what has happened is that, you know, there's these comparisons to, um, Nazi Germany and, you know, this generally what has been happening that really, really, really just rubs me the wrong way is that um, white people have now started comparing themselves um, to the people they have been oppressing their entire history. (laughs) So now, because, you know, vaccine, there's mandates for um, vaccine requirements. Now you understand what it's like to have your whole family murdered um, for your religion. Uh, you know, now that you have to get a, a, a vaccine shot that you, even if someone took two years to very clearly explain to you how vaccines work, you still wouldn't understand it. Um, you know, you now think that you are, you know, on par with the oppression, you know, you know, you're, and speaking up about it and protesting, you're now the new Martin Luther King. You're not. Um, if, any of those things were were true. Um, the second you started blocking traffic in our capital, someone would have come out and immediately ended you, and we would have gone about our business. That is not what's happening. Um, you are not facing the same trials and tribulations that black people have faced in this country, indigenous people, um, gay people, Jewish people, your history is not the same. COVID-19 isn't happening exclusively to white people. 
it's happening everyone to everyone globally. Everyone has been changed by it. Everyone um, is being impacted by it. And why there is this easy connection between, you know, white supremacy and this idea is because for the first time in white people's recollection, they are not able to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. That's just the hard, bitter pill a lot of people can't seem to grasp. When people are saying, oh, this is so confusing, this isn't Canada, my response to that is that it is. This is the Canada that I know, that I have known as a Black woman. I have restrictions placed on me simply because of who I am, what I look like. I have to consider that when I go out, I have to consider that when I go to a restaurant, when I go to a job, when I go shopping, when I walk down the street, people see me as a threat. My skin is a threat. I am oppressed because of it. I live my life by a certain uncertain, spoken rules and guidelines that are spectacularly unfair. And when, you know, I take to the streets to protest it, people tell me to get over it because it's happened so long ago. And so um, because I'm not having it with these comparisons um, to real oppression. I'm going to say to the people that don't like the vaccine mandates is take your own advice, get over it. The people that were flying um, the swastika flags, get over it. You don't have to be a truck driver, get another job. You don't have to be in Canada, leave this country if you don't like the way things are going here. That you have a choice. You have a choice to protest as well. But what you don't have the right to do is say that your story is um, equivalent to somebody else's because if you truly understood what you were saying, you would understand how disgusting and um, disrespectful and... um, racist it is. When you look around at the people that are uh, protesting these vaccine mandates, I I think you would be hard-pressed to see a person of color in the crowd. And nobody seems to understand or ask themselves why that is. And I'm telling you exactly why that is. It's because we as people of color have been living under oppression as our daily existence and lives that's just part of our daily existence and you as white people couldn't handle it for like five seconds like two years in the history of the world of living under COVID-19 restrictions is a very small segment of history to not be able to have the world shaped for you by you And the fact that, you know, our chorus of Black Lives Matter is met with All Lives Matter. I'm saying that 
you know, the fact that we're not saying these things to these people, they're not constantly just immediately getting cleared away. Um, you know, someone accurately pointed out, you know, where are the riot gear people, you know, the, the police officers, you know, out there when they heard that these truckers were coming and disrupting the peace and, you know, defacing statues and memorial, memorials, where are the people, where's the police response? And it's because a group of white people isn't the same threat as a group of any other people of color, black people, a group of black people get together and it's a threat. But they don't see it as a threat. It's just a protest. They have every right to say their peace and their rights. And it's just, I'm, I, I'm saying it's time that we say no to this nonsense. I, I do not accept the comparisons to people's lives being lost just because you don't like being told what to do for the first time that you can remember for the good of somebody else. That's not, um, that's not okay. And also public health measures are not new. They are not new. I don't know how um, the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic has gotten all mixed up and confused with human rights Being in a society, being able to um, partake in the the services that um, that affords us requires rules, and, and we all um, agree to them. It's like you know, paying property tax. It's you know, paying income tax, it's all these things like, you know, part of having a job that's offered by uh, an area, you know, that's just part of the rules that we've built and part of being able to have the job of, you know, driving goods and services, goods across, you know, our country involves you being able to protect yourself and others. This isn't revolutionary. It's not um, you know, a thing, and if it, it doesn't work for you, then find another line of work. I, I think it's a reasonable request. And what what's more is, please, 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 um, do not compare yourself to people that have lost their lives and their families um, from hatred, from hatred. It, it's it's not at all the same thing. And shame on anybody, shame on anybody who has ever made that connection. So I wanted to end just by really thinking about this point when people say that this isn't Canada. Um, because it's a dangerous way of thinking. Um, <sighs> There's always, for me, I think, you know, any black person will say that, you know, we are a couple of laws away from, you know, uh, white people, you know, owning slaves again. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I laugh because people think it's ridiculous, but if people thought it was somehow okay to openly treat me as less than human, they would do it. 
as a black woman, I, the assumptions people make about me um, would shock a lot of people that have never had to do, deal with microaggressions and racism in their entire life. And the fact that it is not currently in vogue to, you know, hate on me uh, openly doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that people think that I'm less valuable as a person, that I'm less intelligent, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know, stereotypes have been drilled into their brain about what it means to be black. doesn't mean that they don't... Um, think them when they see me that I'm somehow going to be, you know, different or they they feel uncomfortable around me because I'm not like that. And, you know, that is a very real thing. Um, so when people say like, oh, this isn't the Canada that I know, this doesn't represent us, um, you know, you have to think about that something was triggered in people when um, you know, I, I always go back to when President Obama, you know, became president of the United States, people thought it marked an end to racism and this equity journey. And for um, many, it what it did was um, it signaled a shift of things going too far, of equity being had for everybody. And people are not okay with that. A, a large majority of people are not okay with that. And now that people are being more outspoken about this innate hatred of uh, people of color and this their deeply held belief of white supremacy... They feel like this is their opportunity to um, go out and, and find other like-minded people. Like They feel like it's safe now to come out and share the, the feelings that they've always had, that they've been told um, that they have to bury and, you know, conceal through thinly veiled, you know, whatever <laughs> aggressions. And so people think it's now a safe time to to say these things the fact that these people joined the truck rally um and sort of came out and sort of turned it into this you know white supremacist party um you know the people holding the trucking event should have been like you know what we're just gonna pack it up because what the hell we don't want to be associated with this mess but they didn't you know what i mean they didn't um, and it's sort of, um, you know, it speaks volumes that they are just like, you know what, we're just going to let them do their thing. You know, why, why? Um, and it, it's this, this change, this fear of things swinging in the other direction of they truly don't want equality, they're uncomfortable with it. You know, some people are just afraid of what that will mean for them. And some people truly believe that the way things have always been are the way they need to be because it works for them. Everybody knows, um, you're not fooling anybody, that, you know, there's systemic racism, there's systemic barriers, there's a reason why, you know, there are um, a limited number of people of color that have, you know, there's never been 
a black prime minister um, in Canada. It's one of the very first podcasts I've I did. What you know, go back and listen to it. It's the Blackadian intro. You know, season one, episode one. Just about you know, think about that in our history. Think about the history of America. There's never been a, a, a black. Um, president until Obama. There's never been a black prime minister. That's not normal. That is a system of control put in place to ensure that only certain people have that opportunity to govern these lands. That's entirely a racist system. And so when people see that that's being threatened, they get nervous they take to the streets and say that they're oppressed too, that they're in Nazi Germany. And I, um, I, I take issue with that because nothing could be further from the truth. We need to separate these issues and realize that a lot of what we're seeing with this, um, resistance to um, COVID-19 vaccines is really just um, people who are not used to um, considering others in any aspect of their lives, having to do that for the first time, having privilege taken away from them uh, because they um, aren't following the rules. And for a lot of people, you know, it feels a lot like, you know, equity. It feels a lot like, you know, having a black person on the Supreme court. It feels like having a black president. It feels like too much change for them. And things have been getting out of their comfort zone for a very long time. And, you know, they're getting this all mixed up. And what I say is that um, instead of going outward and trying to force your agenda on people and trying to to make people feel that you know your plight is similar to something that um has led to the mass extermination of you know six million people um perhaps realize that that is literally the stupidest thing uh (laughs) you could possibly ever say to somebody it's uh disgusting and dehumanizing and uh yeah just gross um and realize that it's about um you not willing to serve your country to serve the greater good to serve the people in public people always like to romanticize what was happening during the world wars how everyone came together um you know and you know made sacrifices for the the troops for everybody and one thing i've learned during uh living through this pandemic is that it's most likely not the case i think that there were rules and restrictions um, that people probably grudgingly did um, because they had to. And I think that's sort of something that people need to accept about um, this pandemic as well, is that you're going to have to do things maybe that you're not comfortable with, like wearing a mask, because um, 
you have to. And um, that's fine. Be mad about it. That's whatever the case may be. But what you cannot do, what you cannot, 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 cannot do is equate this to a struggle where people hated you simply for existing. It's not the same. It's not even a little bit the same at all. So (laughs) thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, and I will talk to you next time.